0: The campus domain was covered in snow as the frigid winter storm stretched across Texas and the rest of the South last February. Since foul weather is never a reason to cancel classes in Sewanee, my classmates and I were scattered across campus as we zoomed pastoral theology with Mother Gata. Now, Mother Julia is a devoutly spiritual priest. If she isn't in tune with God, then I am not sure anyone is, for Mother Julia is a praying and holy woman. During class, wind-blown ice was falling from trees on the roof of the seminary where Mother Julia lectured. She was so disciplined and focused that there was barely a wince or notice of the ice which sounded to us on Zoom like fireworks being thrown into her office. About an hour into the three-hour lecture, there was a flicker, and she and half of the class disappeared. As we waited for them to sign back in, the rest of us conversed a while. After what felt like an unusually long period of time, someone piped up. Is she coming back?" And there was a long pause. We looked at one another in wonder. Then lots of laughter, because the end of times theology had permeated most, if not all, of our seminary classes. Fortunately for us, the pious and holy Mother Julia, in fact, did return, along with the rest of my class. For us, it was not an initiation to the end or the last things, what we call the eschaton. It may be an odd thing to talk about last things at the start of the Christian calendar. It should be a whole new opportunity to talk about beginnings and read of the preparations for the blessed birth of Jesus, the Son of God. Instead, today we read about the coming of the kingdom of God. However, there is a nod in the Old Testament reading to that holy event. I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land, writes the prophet Jeremiah. The house of David is restored. Those are encouraging words for this first Sunday in Advent, but they really don't say quite what we might have anticipated in today's readings. In this new year of the Christian calendar, we start with the end in mind, Advent, the kingdom of God, and with that, salvation and redemption of Christ. Today, we ponder the final things, otherwise known as eschatology. For Christians, it means that Christ, in all his glory, returns to creation to judge the living and the dead, and to set all things right. With the end in mind, we can ask ourselves questions which will mark the path. It is akin to setting out on a journey or planning a project with markers of progress or milestones to achieve. It is God's path to follow. Our job is to look for the signs leading us to our end goal or destination and do all we can to prepare. Unlike the brief encounter with my Sewanee classmates, there's no mention of falling ice, but Jesus does tell us what to expect, and the message is for his generation and generations to come. We are to anticipate great cosmic and earthly events that are signs of his impending return to us. There will be celestial signs, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. The celestial signs seem to be bearable, but the fear and foreboding people as the powers of the heavens shake gives me a little more than pause. There's more going on here than what humans can see. Hence, the apocalyptic nature of the passage, the unveiling of information previously hidden. The battle between good and evil is played out in both heaven and earth. We may only see the events on earth and think in terms of systems that are evil or darkened hearts, but we can also feel the effects of evil elsewhere in creation. Perhaps one doesn't think about the forces contrary to God in a cosmic way, but when looking at our baptismal renouncements, they are clear clearly written there. So what is the next event? Followers of Jesus would have to have been quite familiar with the phrase, son of man coming in a cloud. The image is taken directly from a vision received by the prophet Daniel during the Babylonian exile. Jesus often uses the term son of man to return, to refer to himself, so for him to finally state that in the end of times the son of man will return coming in a cloud says clearly what has been indicated by him all along in his ministry he is our redeemer and he will set things right he comes in power and will make all things new and like the description of moses encounters with god on Mount Horeb his encounters with God in God's glory in the cloud, Christ will come in power and in the same glory back to earth. Jesus tells us what to expect on the path. The milestones are there, so there should be no surprises. When these cosmic events occur, do not run and hide. Instead, raise your heads, he says, because redemption is on the way. Like other apocalyptic literature, the images of a great cataclysmic destruction and fantastic rescues are part of the fabric of these stories. The images are surreal, cinematic, and have an impossible quality to them. Perhaps it all feels a little too fantastic to ever be able to happen. And perhaps that's the point perhaps because we believe so much in the love of God and his redemptive powers that nothing is impossible. Or maybe we need a little shaking up, an unveiling of the final things so that we take proper notice. We are assured that Christ, the Son of Man, will return to redeem the broken cosmos and make things right. Though great foreboding will happen, we have the hope that he, Christ, will come to redeem the world, ushering in the kingdom of God. And Jesus tells us to prepare. When Christ returns, he will judge the entire world. Meanwhile, we are to be awake, take notice of the signs. Don't fritter away your possessions, whatever they might be, material or not material. Don't be so involved with this worldly life that you are unprepared for God. Elsewhere in the Gospels, we are cautioned to be prepared for the bridegroom. This is one more caution for us. So how will we prepare for the coming of the Son of Man? How will we prepare for the righteous branch of the house of David? How we do it is the opportunity of Advent. Whether we prepare for the Son of Man or prepare for the birth of Jesus, we will prepare our hearts. The baby Jesus fills us with images of tenderness and tranquility, whereas the image of the Son of Man coming in a cloud full of power and glory feels quite different, but both are images of Christ. Both are full of power and tenderness, full of hope and full of love. As we experience the season of Advent and prepare for the blessed season of Christmas, we are reminded of the larger picture. God is in control in a far broader and expansive way than we can possibly comprehend. We anticipate the birth of our Savior on earth this Christmas morning, and we also celebrate the coming of the kingdom of heaven. We can prepare our hearts so they are not weighed down by the worries of this life. Be alert, waiting for the mystery of the tenderness and power of Jesus. Prepare your life. The signs will show you the way, for Jesus is coming.